You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. Welcome back. Salty Believer Unscripted is a podcast centered on the Christian journey and Christian ministry. Today we're continuing our series called Tools for Better Bible Study. Woohoo! Have you been enjoying the series? Uh, yes. I like it. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about study Bibles. Hmm, how does a study Bible help you study the Bible? Well, my first question is, what is a study uh, Bible? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I was playing games, but you got serious. A <laughs> uh, study Bible is, uh, it doesn't have to be printed. I was going to say a printed Bible. I guess it could be electronic, but it's a Bible where a publisher has added additional material that's not the Bible. They're not adding scripture, okay. but they're adding additional tools in a wide variety of ways and wide variety of things to help a person study the Bible. So that's pretty broad. But uh, let's take the ESV study Bible or the CSB study Bible. Those are kind of the classic types of study Bibles that are well-rounded and include lots of things. You'll open them up and you'll see that there's lots of scholars involved. They include cross-references in the section where you can go, oh, this, this shows me where there's other scriptures. They include small snippets of commentary. In this particular Bible I'm looking at, it's across the bottom. They kind of run verse by verse. They usually include introductions at the beginning of books. They usually have a dictionary in the back, maps in the back, um, sometimes some lexicons. I have the CSB. It has pictures. Pictures of, like I was going to say, charts and graphs that say, oh, this is what, you know, hey, this is what the temple square might look like this is what the altar might look like this is you know here's a picture of this that here's a map of paul's journey uh those kinds of resource tools some study bibles will include timelines uh they'll have articles about various things like if you were to get the apologetic study bible there might be articles on key areas some study bibles are themed so this is the leadership study bible and anytime we come to passages about leadership there's some context sure. there, things or, like that. Or a discipleship study Bible oh, that's all about kind of discipling one another. And... Or you have, the, you have the Life Connection study Bible, which yeah. is the updated serendipity study Bible for small groups. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and that just has a series of questions. So lots of different things can go into a study I have a Bible. Reformation study Bible, which kind of is bent to more of a reform view. I straight up messed that up. So, let me, so I did this video on YouTube, on the Salty Believer channel. Oh, yeah, that's a great video. About how to pick a study Bible. Sure. I didn't own the Reformation study Bible at the time. And if in that video, I've got this little wobbly table, and I've got huge stacks of study Bibles. <laughs> I remember And I'm putting that. them in different categories. Like, right. these are themed. These are study Bibles by one person. You know, like the John MacArthur study Bible, he wrote all the notes. Sure. Whereas the ESV or the CSB, yeah. scholars wrote the commentary of the book that they're experts on. Anyway, so I'm categorizing all these Bibles, you know, and I'm, I just made a comment. I said, oh, the Reformation Study Bible, because I was of the understanding at the time I made that video that it was the notes from the Reformers oh. instead of notes from people living today. And right. it turns out it's a Reformed group of people, and right. all the scholars that contributed to it are all Reformed. Yeah. And so I made a really Ar- bad miscomment, which numerous people have let me know. Archie Sproul's the general editor of that Bible. That makes a really good point, because that's something that... I think people take for granted when they're picking up study Bibles that you actually pointed out to me early on when I got my first study Bible was in the front of the Bible is that list of contributors yeah. that contributed to it. And so it kind of gives you an idea. I just always assume, well, these guys are experts. But when you look at that and you look at, well, what schools are they professors at? You know, it kind of helps Who you understand they? what their viewpoint is. Or it's just is. one person. Oh, right. this is the, uh, so the Tim LaHaye study yeah. Bible on prophecy. Well, it all kind so. of... 
Now, that's not always true. Right. Like, like uh, some of the Bibles, the Schofield Study Bible that's still being produced, has had more scholars come on board. Sure. The, the Reformation Study Bible, R.C. Sproul is said to be the general editor. He didn't do all the work right. in it. He has people that are a part of that group, and you can go and read the contributors. However, it has a pretty heavy bent. Sure. You know, in that direction, Sproul and that type of thing. So this goes lots of different directions. So in my CSB, it, it lists everybody. There's some people from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, the University of Michigan, Cambridge. And you actually see what parts of the Bible they include the study notes in. So that's really beneficial. I think a lot of times we overlook all the little details in a study Bible. And it's really packed with a lot of good stuff. I mean, we're pastors. We have big apps like Accordance and Logos. And that this actually does a lot. It gets right <laughs> to the nuts and bolts of things, or so. it can be it can be focused. Like I was just thinking of the CA, uh, the Spurgeon Study Bible. Yeah, that's just Spurgeon's kind. Of, they're more preaching focused, right. and they're his notes. Everybody says, "Oh, they're his handwritten notes." No, they're not, because if you look at every letter, you can tell that there's a font. <laughs> right. But uh, there are some pages that have some pictures. But anyway, it's kind of got a preaching bent to it. Right. Some of these have more of an academic okay. I mean, the, bent or a language bent, original languages or whatever. The Life Connection Study Bible is really designed around a small group. So it might not have as much background information or historical or kind of that kind of context. It might be more like discussion questions or yeah. how does this apply to your life and, and that kind of stuff. So that brings me to my next question. Like, Obviously, all study Bibles aren't really created equal. No. They're all different. So, no. So how do you pick out a study Bible? How do I know? as kind of the average, you know, Jiffy Lube Joe Christian, how do I know which study Bible to get for myself? Okay, let me start this way. If you're looking for a study Bible and you want my recommendation, you don't own any study Bible. I have two go-tos for sure because of the level of academic work that went into them yeah. and the support and the help and the robustness of them. That is the CSB study Bible or the ESV study Bible. Okay. Very well-rounded maps. And that's the all... version, that's the translation of the Bible that's... that's the part of the yes. study Bible. And so, so CSB and, is the Christian Standard Bible, and ESV is the English Standard Version. Yep. The English Standard Version Study Bible might be the best. Just It's so good. And the CSB is really, really good. Those are the ones, if you don't own any Study Bible, okay. they're just very broad, right. and they're going to get you into a lot of good material for study. That's where I'd start, uh, hands down. And then, I think it really depends on kind of what you're after. Um, sure. And so, depending on your... Theology, like you mentioned, the, the Reformation Study Bible is a bunch of guys that are Reformed that put that together. And it, I bought that when I was wanting to learn more about Reformed theology. Right. <laughs> so so that helps because you're kind of getting it from their perspective. Uh, I think what's his name, Darby? Is that his last name, Derby or Darby? Kind of the Darby. father of dispensationalism yeah. was really influential on Schofield and Ryrie, and so they come from a dispensational background. Right. Well, if that's not your background, if you don't believe in Bible is, is a dispensational type presentation if you're more of a covenantalist or something, then that study Bible is not going to be very well, helpful unless you want to learn more about that. And I used to be Pentecostal and, and charismatic, so I had a revival study Bible. Oh, that right. had a lot of notes from like Charles Finney and stuff Or like Pentecostal that. type study right. Bible or the Holy Spirit fire-filled whatever. Like but there's then, some of those I've seen. But then I have like a systematic theology study Bible. So when you get to passages that are about, you know, sure. that can be discussed in a systematic way, those are how the notes are going to come. A good thing is I think Crossway has something on their website that talks about because there's the Systematic Theology Bible, the ESV Study Bible, uh, and some other ones. And it just kind of shows you they all kind of build on each other. Yeah. So one has a little information, one has some more. And then the ESV, I think, really is like a good standard. I worked on a project with Tyndale, Tyndale House Publishing. 
and they put together and they do the NLT translation. Not my favorite translation, but not terrible. Also, when you're involved in publishing projects, you go with the publisher, and that's yeah. the one they sell. But uh, it it's a study Bible in the truest sense of the word except they don't want to call it a study Bible; they call it a, a meditative bible okay it's called mosaic holy bible and what we did which that was a fun project it was uh, what, 15 years ago i think we did that 14 years ago i don't even know but uh the idea was they wanted to show the broadness of christianity through time and on the different continents Ooh, interesting. so every century of christianity since christ is represented so there's writings and artwork from every century, and every continent, minus, I think, uh, Antarctica, Antarctica <laughs> is represented. So you have you know, something from the church in maybe China, and something from Russia, and something from South America. And, and this is art. And so the idea is, you have a passage of Scripture. The other thing we did in that one, which was kind of cool, is the page numbering and the paper is different for the Bible than the study Bible. Well, so the study cool. Bible is at the back. Yeah. And so you, you read the Bible, and you get a little icon, a little picture that says, hey, there's a study thing that tells you where to go, and it gives you a page number that really ties to this scripture. And then when you go to the study Bible, there's a little picture that goes back to the Bible, so you can, nice. like, they're not mixed together. Right. So you have a little journal section, you have some art, you have a little meditative kind of devotional. I wrote one in there and helped pick some things, and, and so uh, that's not really a study, but you're not getting maps right. and facts you're getting how should i be thinking artistically about this passage of scripture and how should i be contemplating this or working on that or so it's it's just different that devotional bibles like the, are that way yeah the gospel transformation bible that's kind of just speaks more to like the gospel than versus study yeah now well, where do you see the so i love i've seen one of these i should have bought it where do you, how do you see the gospel? How do you see Jesus in yeah. this section of Scripture? So you go to the Old Testament, and it gives you notes. Here's that's how cool. this relates to Jesus and the gospel. Like, oh, that's so helpful. Now, what if my church is using a specific translation, like the NIV or whatever? Should I still pick up an ESV study Bible? Or well, am I better just to go, hey, my church uses you know CSB, so I'll get the CSB? Your church does the CSB, not the NIV. <laughs> anyway, so... I, I was talking about a hypothetical. Hypothetically. Right? But yeah, so, I mean, do you have to get one with the same here's translation? Here's the deal. I'd recommend getting a variety of translations in your study anyway. Well, that's the reason point. you want to have a Bible, if your church uses or preaches from the same Bible, it just you can follow along. Oh, it's the reading before the sermon. It's the call yeah. to worship. The preacher's reading this verse or that verse. You can actually follow along, and there's some real value in being able to do that. Otherwise, go with what gets you in the Word that works well. And I like having a variety. I have the Net Bible, which oh, is yeah. technically a, not really a study Bible, but it has thousands of translation notes. And it's the New English Translation. And their focus is to help you study through word choices and, and translation study. I would never want to like preach out of that or... or you know, just use it as my reading Bible. Right. It's super clunky because right. of the purposes of the translation. So it really depends. If you're only going to have one Bible for everything you possibly do, which is right. not my recommendation, but right. if you do, probably want to go with what you're being fed on a weekly basis so you do that. But that doesn't mean you're going to get the best study Bible. The ESV study Bible and the CSB study Bible are hands down my favorite. Right. But if you read from the King James or the NIV, those 
Bibles are not going to match translations, so it's okay. It'll help. That actually becomes a study tool in and of itself. Yeah, that's a good point, and that kind of comes back to what we mentioned when we first started this series was having different tools in your toolbox. Yeah, I don't want to fix everything with a monkey wrench, and I don't want to walk into church with my eighteen different study Bibles and commentaries and stuff. But it might be the kind of thing that's good to go home and, and look at those things. If and... you put these things on your phone, you can come into okay. church with your, oh, your <laughs> iPad. Hey, I've got all my tools right there. Blue Letter Bible will let me go. Actually, you could go to Blue Letter Bible. Yeah. Blue Letter Bible is kind of like a study Bible in an app. Sure. If you think about it. That's, yeah, that's a good point. You get and cross-references, commentary, you know, but you get other some translations. Some of these do have apps, too, because I have the CSB on my phone, but there's also a CSB study I Bible app. I have the CSB study Bible yeah. app on now, my phone. Now, is that easy to use? Yeah. Uh, you can turn, if I remember right, you can turn certain things on and off. Okay. Um, I haven't gone to the settings in a long time, but I have it set up like I like it. And it just breaks down the sections. It's on my phone, and I'm getting older, so it's a little harder to gotcha. see all this stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's helpful. Well, what I, what <laughs> I don't like it on Kindle. Like, no offense to Kindle, <laughs> no, but you can't. It's like the pages, but you know how Kindle, like, changes the right. shapes and the sizes. And so That's, I am not is, a lover of study Bibles on Kindle. That is another thing to consider because I had the CSB study Bible in a smaller personal size, and I'm like, I need, like, a giant print or something right. like that. I'm getting older. So let's come back kind of as we start wrapping up. You started out the podcast. You said, how does the study Bible help us study the Bible? And what would you say? How does the study Bible help you study the Bible or read the Bible? It's one of the best starting places for my study because I'll just open up to something random here. I'm just going to. I'm opening the ESV Study Bible, and here I am in 1 John. I love that you get an introduction, okay? But this introduction of 1 John is two pages. One page, you know, one double-sided page. Author and title, date, genre, and it's giving you a snapshot. I have books on my shelf that'll spend 30, 40, 50 pages on the introduction to 1 John. Wow. Right? And I don't... That's... That's not a quick snapshot <laughs> overview. That's, right. uh, so this gets me, a, oh, okay, I think I'm grounded here as I'm, as I'm jumping in. And then I have a page that has key themes. This is still in the introduction. And some, some theological ideas. And then here's a little history. And here's, like, in basically, in th- here's a map right here. This is where it was written. Oh, yeah. Here's where it fits in the timeline of Jesus. So in, and here's a little outline. So in three to four pages, I got a quick snapshot. Yeah. Not having to read a lot. Then... Um, you go in here and you get little snippets of commentary. Okay, so I have, here's a commentary on, on verse 1-1, one, one, and it's a paragraph. 1-2, it's three sentences. You know, one, th- and so right. I have entire books, entire commentaries, like right. let's break down all the original languages and ask 50 questions, and on just this first verse is 12 pages. And so the nice thing about a study Bible is it boils it right down to the meat and potatoes of the very first things you need to know, and you can always go deeper. You can always go more, lots of other resources, but in a very quick and easy way, yeah. you can get a good handle on what's here without getting bogged down. That's a good point. I actually used this study Bible working on a college paper because I needed to talk about what was going on through the book of Jeremiah, but I was focusing on one verse, and that gave me a quick snapshot, and then I was able to drill in it, Quick, <laughs> quick cross-references. So. I'm convinced that if a preacher has the CSB study Bible or the yeah. ESV study Bible, he could preach not needing to go to any other resources. Now, sure. if he can, he should go to sure. other resources. He should be, you know, oh, a skilled workman. But but if I was on vacation and I only had my study Bible, you're up at a camp. And somebody said, and "Hey, a, can you preach?" Exactly. <laughs> hey, can you hit the? Can you? Do, this is a really good place to start. It's not too intimidating. It's not too much, and and you can do so much with a good one. Sure. With one of these, man, you're set and yeah. and you're in good shape for a long time to come. Also, they make them for kids. You're a youth pastor. That's right. 
you have kids showing up with teen study yeah. Bibles and yeah. and I mean so it's just appropriate for what you're doing in a quick way. Plus this is one it's bound in one book, right? right? I'm not having to bounce all over the place. So yeah. really what I usually say is if you don't have a study Bible, time to get started there. Absolutely. If you do, then you kind of understand, oh, I like the cross-references. I'd like to get more. Right. I'd like the commentary. I'd like to get more. I love the maps. I want to get right. a book of maps. That kind That's of great. thing. That's great. Awesome. Well, there you go. If you don't have a study Bible, we recommend you pick one up. If you're not sure, you can go ahead and watch the, the YouTube video that you did on study Bibles. I think it's called How to Pick a Study Bible yeah. on the saltybeliever.com channel. Just if you do watch that video, don't give Brian a hard time about the Reformation Study Bible. Yeah, he's cleared that up. <laughs> so, hey, we all make mistakes, right? I hope this was helpful for you. If you have a study Bible that you love, drop us a line. Let us know which one that is. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.